part three chapter thirty one of if all these young men by romer wilson this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three berkshire chapter thirty one dawn upon olympus josephine was afraid it seemed a thousand hours since the morning and a thousand years since she had first met sebastian in the twilight of friendship she thought that if life were all as long as this she would never be able to live it she crossed over to her bedroom window and sat down on a chair and her fear grew so great that it appeared impossible for her to live it filled her heart and mind and soon rising to its crisis pressed outward against the sides of her body and her head she wished to creep away out of her room and spend the night until the small hours in some corner at two o'clock she would creep back to bed and sleep sebastian would never come after two o'clock soon she saw that that would not lessen her fear because it was not sebastian that she feared but the continuation of her intolerable existence the crisis went past and her fear shrank down again and remained only a small sharp pain in her mind that every few minutes leaped and when it leaped her heart jerked wildly she was so afraid that she forgot to move and lost control of her imagination which repeated for her over and over again what she thought she would say to sebastian if he came into the room over and over again she said a great many senseless words until the idea of his coming was played out and her thoughts went away like a cloud of birds from a cornfield she sat still on the chair by the window a very long time until every sound in the house was silenced except the occasional striking of a clock and the sounds of giving that go on in the house all night time went by quickly the quarters appeared to follow one another every five minutes and yet the minutes were very long josephine could hear the blood beating in her ears and gradually heard no other noise and could think of nothing else in time she forgot to listen to it and rising went to bed thinking she was a fool ever to have fancied that sebastian would come in but when she lay down and tried to sleep the idea that he might yet come kept her awake she tried to remember all that they had ever said and done together it appeared to be very much and the past poured over her in confusion she lost the truth and thought that they must have been very passionate and had said a number of things which she regretted though she could not remember what they were she recollected once holding his hand and that seemed a great and significant fact and its very greatness and significance brought her sufficiently to her senses to think that if he actually came she would have to discard all that had gone by start new with him and create a present out of her own mind her thoughts became a little clearer and she recognized that the confusion of her memories must all be swept away and that at the second of his entrance she must be free of all the rubbish into which fear had turned to-day and the days before it recollections came back in the form of new thoughts and she fancied herself happy with him in the future she knew quite well that in a normal time he would never be so stupid as to walk into her room at midnight but the times were not normal and he and she were not normal the last six weeks had destroyed everything in them but their actual lives she imagined that she lay awake a very long time and the whole world seemed to whirl round her round and round it spun dizzily and madly so that everything upon it went into streaks which as it spun more quickly became thin circles whirling round a fixed centre which she thought was her mind she went to sleep and dreamed but she thought she was awake she dreamed of aeroplane propellers whirring madly of gramophone discs 
and of every kind of centrifugal violence suddenly she woke right up crying like a man in a nightmare who's there the world rocked she thought she was on patrol in the dark over rough ground somebody was knocking softly at her door come in she cried and sat up in bed sebastian entered and shut the door with great care make no noise she said roughly and lay down in bed she became quite calm and watched sebastian walk over to the window where he stood staring into the dark garden he stood with his back to her and put his hands in his pockets josephine was glad now that he had come she was very glad indeed now that he was here she felt that life for her lay upon the other side of what they were going to say to one another she could not tell what that might be she knew that she was going to speak the truth she knew she was not going to be noble or sentimental she knew that for once she was going to be her best and waited patiently till sebastian should turn and say what he had in mind they were both quite still neither of them moved an eyelid and hardly breathed josephine watched sebastian with eyes that saw not only his body but his mind she loved him very much and was glad that he had come down at last to something so simple and so fine that his whole life depended upon it she did not flatter herself that she was the cause of his simplicity she knew that she was not and yet when he moved and she saw his face she thought she was mistaken and that she might be she could see the set of his jaw and cheekbones and they expressed for her his very self which was here at the window looking towards her she knew he would come and kneel down by her and he did and she was so glad that she forgot everything except his simplicity and the clear look in his eyes she put her hand up and touched his face i have lost all my illusions sebastian she said i know illusions are nothing so fine as facts sebastian did not care what she said he did not recognize her voice but it seemed to be part of that which begins and ends us he would like to hear her speak a great while she might help him to find what he had lost he had been mad for two hours and now his act which he thought was mad seemed quite sane everything was perfectly sane in this room and right and quiet he had lost everything except the ability to feel that he was in a safe sane place josephine looked calmly at his face again and she thought he was something wonderful a wonderful secret and a beautiful decoration she dreamed a minute and thought the lady of the decoration and smiled and sebastian said what is it josephine and clutched her hand nothing she said and recognized that he was displeased she must not go off into thoughts just yet sebastian felt his mind break loose while she was occupied with her own thoughts the calmness went away with a jerk and he kissed her this is my fault thought josephine i must make an effort of will what shall i do but she was not afraid he gave her a very long kiss and at first she kissed him back but soon her mind began to run swiftly as if in a race she had a temptation to turn aside like atlanta in the foot race but she did not know what it was she had to turn aside from there was this beautiful simple creature here something she would never see again she must not misuse it it seemed like a hermes and she thought i must send it to the museum it is too lovely to keep in a private house many foolish ideas came into her mind like a man drowning she was inclined to be a little gay and even wanted to sing but soon her hand caught hold of sebastian's black coat she fancied there was a chance to survive and became at once serious again in a minute she woke up out of her half-dream and sat up 
and instantaneously sebastian fell away from her and went back straight to the window he raised his left hand and stroked the back of his neck i am mad josephine he said oh we are neither of us mad said josephine it is quite all right there was that voice again only it seemed to him to be further away the lovely superhuman voice what is he said hoping with wild delight that she was going to say something to make him happy oh we are right i know josephine was perfectly calm and in the pale summer darkness he could see her sitting up in bed quite calm and still she looked like a child you are beautiful he said so are you she answered and it is quite all right he did not understand what she meant by her words she spoke again i am not afraid of anything now she said i am not afraid of the truth i was afraid of you i thought perhaps you were stupid but i am so happy he thought here is some awful philosophy to get rid of me and said don't talk rubbish to me josephine indeed she said i will not for a minute he thought i mean to win but again his ears were charmed by that voice he had never heard before his mind swam away into the thin air and he lost all power of volition kiss me good-night said josephine and he came up to her and kissed her she put her arms round his neck and he thought she was something superhuman that he ought not to touch thank you she said for being so good to me her voice filled his whole soul and he felt good he did not understand her but it seemed as if he had a new life thank you she said again i will never forget she took her arms away from him and he found himself going to the door he had to do everything she wished when he got to the door he said good-night josephine and had the ancient mannish instinct to salute her with a military salute his sense of humour came back he laughed at the idea he felt well and happy and kind and good god bless you he said bless you she answered and again he wished to pay her some kind of respect but he was a modern and a clever man so his hand fell to his side and he opened the door and went out directly he had gone josephine lay down again she was in the right direction she thought straight ahead for the open sea she had not the slightest idea what she had said or done but she felt very fine and free she lay still for a little while smiling happily and then got out of bed she wanted to dress she wished to go out in the garden but was afraid lest she might cause the dog to bark and wake the people in the house she walked quietly about a little and then stood at the same window where it seemed that she had sat in fear so many years ago to-morrow she would have to go down into the world again and begin to live once more in the morning her new life would begin she could not slide out of existence as she had done lately no doubt it would not be much better than her last life still she was not afraid those who have died once lose all fear she had no fear and was ready to go back into human existence and to be this time more sure and more courageous as she stood at the window she was glad that she was again to have the opportunity of living upon the earth and as the grey of day lightened the east for the first time she found herself in the regionless calm of fearlessness and peace and saw dawn upon olympus end of chapter thirty one recording by expatria in bangor maine end of if all these young men by romer wilson